I wonder if this virus and the legacy it's going to leave, because in part two, we talked about it, it's going to increase disease. I wonder if this is an opportunity for IPT to be advanced into the, the front and center mindset of other doctors and patients. So I always look for the positive and opportunity in every negative. So I wonder if this is an opportunity. Welcome to the Practicing with Dr. Nathan Goodyear podcast. This podcast is your resource for a scientific-based discussion of all things cancer and beyond from a natural, holistic, and integrative perspective. It's time to teach the body how to heal. So here we go. So here we are, part three of a three-part series looking at the legacy of the Donato Perez Garcia family and their contribution to what's called insulin potentiated therapy or IPT. In episode one, we, we went through the history of Dr. Donato's Perez Garcia's grandfather and his contribution, really his initiation of this process. And then part two, we found that baton passed to his father, his son, and now we're gonna come to modern times, and that's you, Donato. So clearly, as we mentioned in part two, your grandfather was stubborn. My grandfather was a stubborn. Your father was stubborn. And my father was a stubborn. Did you inherit that? Yes. <laughs> I have to say, yes, I'm a stubborn. I met my grandfather when, uh, when I was a, a, a child. Yeah. He died when I was 12. He died working, and my uh, he had a stroke. Okay. And um, but he was uh, in in his uh, mid seventies back in the nineteen seventies. He was reaching the expected uh, uh, life expectancy for that time. Right. Uh, but he did a, a good job in understanding how insulin worked and then transferring all the knowledge to my father, including their being ridiculized by uh, doctors, being criticized by doctors, by people, people who do not understand. They just uh, say the uh, word to label one, and that label stays. Uh, it might have happened also to me, but here I, I am. I started also uh, when my father died. My father died in the year 2000 uh, as, a, as a result of a heart attack. Okay. Uh, so I started to continue his uh, footsteps. Uh, I worked with my father for several years. I learned exactly the same way he learned from uh, uh, his father, sitting in the desk at his side, taking notes, listening to the patients, and doing everything that uh, my grandfather told him uh, when he was doing an interview and performing a physical exam. The same thing, it was uh, uh, taught to me. One of the things that at one time uh, started uh, with the idea, I told my father, you need to write the history of what you remember my grandfather uh, told you everything that you could. At that time, we started with the first uh, computer. And he said, 
that he was going to do it in a IBM electric typewriter. Say, no, that's the old way. Why don't you do it into the computer? And he decided to do that. And he wrote uh, all the history that he remembered from uh, what uh, my grandfather did. Mm. I had that uh, manuscript, which I am using to uh, finish the English book about the history of IPT. But I started with uh, when he was dead in the year 2000. And uh, the next uh, year in 2001, a very good friend of mine at that time, also who I met one day, and then uh, the next uh, day he was inviting me to Las Vegas to give a training workshop, Dr. Robert Rowan. Yeah. Um, so that's how I started to uh, go to uh, talk about the uh, IP team in front of uh, audiences of at least uh, 20 interested doctors from the int integral uh, medicine world who were curious to know. And I started to uh, spread uh, the word on IPT and share my knowledge. And I have been to many countries sharing uh, this knowledge to interested doctors who are now practicing IPT. I, I also know that many doctors haven't been properly trained on IPT because they learn it from uh, the internet, but they lack some of the details that uh, would be important to, to know. But uh, the thing is that they found that this medical procedure is helpful and uh, they are helping patients because uh, the spirit in us doctors in the integrative field is to help. Yeah. We've seen that uh, uh, many patients from just uh, being treated with symptomatic medicine, they don't do well. So they are looking for another approach. And with our, our approaches, many of them get well. Not all, because uh, it's not uh, possible nowadays to uh, relieve and cure all patients with uh, the medicine. But our goal is to do that, help all the patients make them feel better, get well, depending on the type of disease. In, in the problems of cancer, make them heal, make them recover their life. And then once they recover their life, they are going to feel that they have recovered their health. And that's what we do. That's what I've been doing uh, since the, for the last uh, 23 years. Although I've been in practice uh, in IPT for 40 years uh, doing uh, this procedure. Uh, and yes, I say to Dr. Well, so far I'm the only doctor who has 40 years of experience in IPT. No other doctor in the world can claim that. And um, tra training and sharing, it's been 20, uh, 23 years of sharing that. Didn't you write an article with your father in 1986? Yes, for medical hypothesis. Yeah, insulin potentiation therapy, a new concept for management of chronic degenerative disease. Yes. So, I mean, you even in 1986, you were working with your father to not just be stubborn, but actually to disseminate and actually research and advance the concept and the science behind IPT. 
I started to decipher the writings on the records uh, at one time on how many milligrams of each of the drugs, start to make a compendium uh, of all the drugs that were used for different types of diseases because uh, my father and my grandfather were not only treating cancer patients. They were treating many other diseases with that. And they were using different uh, protocols for addressing that. They have the, the secondary medications, which are the ones to support the liver, the immune system, or uh, repair. But the, the ones that were used to address an acute condition or a chronic condition. So what I did, I said, where are all the records? Grab all the boxes and started to see, okay, what is this? Because I was fortunate to have my father who was, who understood the letter of my grandfather and who understood or uh, his letter. So I started to write all those names of uh, the medications and also the dosages to, to see, okay, this is the dosage that they were using for this disease, etc. So I did that for almost uh, two years of uh, collecting and gathering that information uh, to have it available. So I knew what, uh, what were the guidelines suggested by my father and my grandfather to treat a particular disease. Certainly over the last uh, 40 years, the medication, the drugs, the pharmaceutical companies have changed. Many substances are no longer produced, but we are having other uh, companies that are producing some natural uh, medications and supplements that are part of the integrative approach. Because if, if I don't do that, if I just concentrate on destroying the cancer cells, but I forget about supporting the immune system, about supporting the connective tissue, giving the patient something to heal and repair, the work is not going to be complete. I will just be doing symptomatic medicine. And symptomatic medicine doesn't, doesn't lead to any uh, good results on the long term. In the case of uh, cancer, yes, as I was uh, um, sharing with you, during 2022, the number of uh, patients from, the, from my grandfather and my father surpassed the number of the previous years. Because sometimes I receive calls that really surprise me. And the patients told their stories, uh, the uh, ulcer they have, the bone cancer they had. Uh, there is... Uh, one of the girls that was treated at three for Ewing sarcoma, yeah. um, she's still alive. She contacted me several years ago and uh, said, you know, Dr. I'm Monica. Uh, your father treated me back in 1973. <laughs> that, that is survival. <laughs> that, 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 that's healing. That's that healing. Is, that's healing. Yeah, that's you know, healing. People use the physicians will use this. They'll say cure, and I'm, I always tell patients, look, understand the word cure is not a scientifically validated clinical endpoint from an evidence based perspective. But if it was, you, you would say that's cured. That's healed. That is a person that no longer has that disease. Right. Their body has recovered. 
That's amazing. I mean, that is that is what it means to be a physician. So your father's practice there, it truly embodied in her recovery. That's amazing. And you've just continued that. You know, one of the things why it was so important, why I wanted to connect with you is because, you know, IPT has become so connected with cancer because of the integrated movement. You talked about people like Annie, really helping to raise the awareness in the general public. You broadening the work that your grandfather and your father did beyond just this continent, but to all the continents on this on this world. What I'm concerned, Donato, is I'm seeing a push to steal the narrative. You know, we've talked a little bit about words. I'm a I'm a geek when it comes to words. I love words and where they come from in history. And what I see is is a disturbing move to to try and divert away from your family legacy as it relates to IPT, but particularly IPT LD, which is low dose metronomic chemotherapy with um, insulin potentiation. And and I see that in the conventional uh, literature because in 2002, there was actually an article that um, was first described low dose oral methotrexate and cyclophosphamide in metastatic breast cancer treatment. Now it wasn't in the context of IPT, it was just saying, oh, we've discovered something new. Low-dose metronomic chemotherapy, and that was in 2002. And, and so my concern is, are you, you're aware of this attempt to kind of divert, I guess, from, from your legacy? And I want to make sure that your family's legacy clearly predated our understanding of low-dose metronomic chemotherapy and so what, what do you have to say about, about that? As uh, you were mentioning, medicine, and in, not only in that area, but what we are trying is to give new words to a simple fact. Life is so simple that we don't need to start putting additional labels. And uh, yeah, the term of uh, metronomic chemotherapy that was practiced in 1946 with my grandfather during his first uh, cancer patient. Mm-hmm. And it continued since 1946 exactly. up to today. Uh, when uh, people don't know anything about insulin potentiation therapy, the first uh, thing many do is try to ridiculize that yeah. and then label that and then write an editorial article on a magazine and say the, make a ridicule of uh, the procedure. And then we had another article uh, saying that insulin does many good uh, things and promotes, uh, uh, and it's a good thing to use. So yes, during uh, my life, since I started, yes, I'm used to that. I know that... Uh, they are trying to update their names, but I don't think we need, we don't need new names. We just need simple things, simple procedures to offer to patients. And each patient will have a particular procedure because of his type or her type of disease that will need more than one procedure to help the patient heal. Okay. Yeah, I want to. You know, I want to highlight that because you talked about kind of competing articles. 
And I think there's a very specific example that we can highlight. Um, two articles actually written in 2019, so you know, just four years ago. And what's interesting is they are articles that were really on a on a spectrum completely on opposite ends, completely paradoxical. So almost to you know, how can they coexist in the same universe? One actually was entitled "Insulin, Poten Insulin Potentiated Cancer Quackery," and it was it was actually a Lancet ar article in 2019. And what was interesting about this article was it was an editorial. And so when we talk about things from a hierarchy of levels of evidence, mm -hmm. which is what we want to do, we want to be we want to be in the science, which clearly your family's legacy has been. It's not just been in the science, but it's been propagating the science, creating new science and propagating it throughout the world. But here, what they were doing in an editorial, it's it's basically taking the lowest level of evidence and they were just basically, it's an opinion piece. They were basically using words to marginalize, to ridiculize, as you were saying, right. by, by, by labeling it as quackery. And so by thus labeling it that, or, you know, whatever, you know, adjective you want to use there, it just simply marginalizes. And thus the concept of IPT from a scientific perspective doesn't have to be debated. It doesn't have to be discussed. And science is the public discourse of ideas. It's the debate. The idea that science is settled and science can't be debated is ridiculous. Science is evolving. Your family's legacy shows that. But the same year, the exact same year, there was an article published, an actual study. So same year, insulin enhancement of anti-tumor activity of chemotherapeutic agents in colorectal cancer is linked with downregulating of P1K3CA and GRB2. What, what the... That, that article was showing, which was an actual study, was actually showing that insulin was actually itself improving the efficacy of chemotherapy in the treatment of cancer. Not just the what that it does, but the how. Right. And, and that, to me, is the power. And so right there, it's the validation of your grandfather's work. It's the validation of your father's work. And it's the validation of your work in the continuation of your family's legacy. But it was countered with an editorial, an opinion piece. And so it's our job, I think, to present evidence to people that want to hear. Because I think you said during the break that not every physician wants to hear, right? They don't have ears to hear. No. And you've encountered that in your career, I guess. That's a, a rule for the majority of uh, physicians to ridiculize uh, the work. Why do you think that is? Because they are just interested in following the manual. And if they move out of uh, the manual, they could uh, face uh, problems. And also changing to do something at a particular time in their life, it involves an extra effort. And many don't want to do that. Okay, and uh, doing this, you need to learn, you need to get the experience. And many don't want to do that. They just want the comfort of what they learn, the comfort of feeling the sensation that they belong to an elite group and the comfort of knowing that that elite group can express an opinion 
without having the facts. I think that stuns a lot of patients, Donato, because I think altruistically and at its core, physicians are about you know, trying to identify new discoveries to help patients. And I think when patients or people out there that are not doctors, when they hear that doctors aren't necessarily open to new ideas, I think it stuns them a little bit because I think the way medicine is presented to the world is one where we are always open to ideas and open to debates. But in actuality, a lot of medicine is not, and it takes generations. It takes legacies for that to break. And, you know, where do you think we're on that timeline? With your grandfather, your father, knowing their work, their writings, and then your, your career. Are we closer to breaking through there with IPT? Or are we, you know, still, do we still have a lot of work ahead of us? We still have a lot of work to do because there is a big uh, idea that uh, is going to be difficult to, to modify. We need to continue to grow. We need to continue uh, making this available first to patients because they are more important than what an opinion of a doctor uh, says because the patient wants to live. The patient wants to feel good. The patient wants to live. And uh, it's very important to make this available to more patients. And gradually, uh, the balance will show that uh, this approach of using the natural ways of healing of our body and not injecting uh, proteins or man-made uh, substances, we have the solution our own insulin. So using this will definitely make a big difference and will bring uh, health to the patient. Yeah, what I tell, I tell patients this all the time and, and listeners is that the more we're in the science, the more I think we're required to be more natural. And honestly, being healing, as I mentioned before, it's core to what we are and what we do. So there's patients, and, and patients really are the tip of the spear because they are what we do. And I, I say that, you know, advocacy confusion is something that medicine's really struggling with. We forget mm -hmm. who we serve. And it's very clear that your family's legacy never lost sight of that. What about doctors? So patients are the tip of the spear that can turn the heads of medicine. What about doctors that are open? to just at least understanding the science and the concept behind IPT, you know, as it relates to cancer, other things, what can we as doctors do? What can doctors that are interested do to be able to, you know, advance this, this ongoing push to um, provide IPT in the regular science world for patients? The more doctors, the more stronger the movement will be because more evidence in terms of uh, heal and recover patients will be. So it is, yes, it is important to have uh, more doctors uh, understanding this procedure and uh, that they know that this can be offered to help uh, their patients and 
having more evidence, it's like I was saying, I know a doctor. <laughs> right. You do. And I know a doctor. So so what, what you're saying is it's basically connecting with doctors that are open, right. teaching doctors, and basically replicating ourselves and this technique that your grandfather began, that your father continued, and that you continued. And and you but you've actually done this because you actually developed an organization, right? Yes. To do just that. And that's where I first met you last month. Right. And that was there the, is an association that yeah. we are also coming out of uh, our hibernation period uh, as a result COVID, of the yeah. COVID era. Yeah. And we we need you. Well, you know, I wonder because everybody looks at the last three years as a negative, and it's definitely there's been a a lot of downsides to the COVID pandemic for sure. People lost their lives, you know, the, the the destruction that occurred because of just the virus itself, but, you know, other bad decisions made by others. But I wonder if there's an opportunity for IPT because your grandfather, you know, he began his work in infectious disease and it seemed to pivot in your father with cancer continued with infectious disease. For you, it's really expanded even to chronic diseases, other other diseases that we haven't highlighted here, autoimmune disease and other things. I wonder if this virus and the legacy it's going to leave, because in part two, we talked about it, it's going to increase disease. I wonder if this is an opportunity for IPT to be advanced into the, the front and center mindset of other doctors and patients. So I always look for the positive and opportunity in every negative. So I wonder if this is an opportunity. What do you think about that? It's an opportunity. Yeah. An opportunity that we must uh, take and uh, take the lead and help. Yeah. Help, help patients heal, help doctors grow, help doctors learn and help more doctors heal more patients. You know, when when you first agreed to to us getting sitting down and doing an interview, I was super excited and I tried to do as much reading about your family and 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 I originally was going to approach it in terms of just talking to you, but as I presented several times here in our time together, was what I saw was that each one of you of your family was is a pioneer. But together, you built a legacy. And what that legacy is going to do is it's going to impact generations. And so it was a story that I felt had to be told. And and the wisdom, the fortitude, the stubbornness, the scientific pursuit of curiosity that your family provided, that you continued, I think is truly admirable. And I hope that everybody that's watched this, that has listened to this, takes not just comfort in it, but takes pride in it and basically spreads this because this legacy, it deserves to be honored. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to come share your family's story with us. And I'm super excited about what the opportunity of tomorrow is going to bring for IPT to help patients truly achieve their healing potential. Well, my pleasure to be here. Your invitation from last month certainly was a challenge, 
And because I'm stubborn, I'm here. <laughs> you know a doctor that's stubborn, do you Yes, not? I know one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've known two more before you. Yes, they okay. who taught me how to be stubborn. <laughs> a good scientific principle. Right. <laughs> to avoid ridicule and be stubborn, to seek solutions. So this is Dr. Nathan Goodyear practicing with Dr. Nathan Goodyear podcast. Again, bringing to you the pioneer and the legacy of the Dr. Donato Perez Garcia family as it relates to IPT in the treatment of infectious diseases, cancer, and many chronic diseases. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you share this widely for people that can benefit from the concept of what this procedure provides to embrace and learn the story of this family and share it so that we can actually continue to push forward the movement that is integrative medicine, one that's built in history, founded in history, one that's built on science to promote a movement, promoting healing, to teach others to actually help people actually achieve wellness. I'm Dr. Nathan Goodyear. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us. For more information, just like what we discussed today, I encourage you to follow us on YouTube as well as all of your favorite audio streaming platforms. And in there, we'll talk about all things related to healing, wellness, cancer, and much, much beyond because it doesn't just apply to cancer. Our goal here is to turn to healing, restore health, and promote your wellness. Whether that greatest obstacle to wellness being cancer or any other named disease, our goal is your wellness. I'm Dr. Nathan Goodyear and enjoy our future podcast at Practicing with Dr. Goodyear.